plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, columnist for BleacherReport.com. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And man, do we have a big show for you today. Uh, the Cowboys had their first training camp practice on Monday, so we've got a lot of news to get to about camp. But there's also a developing story surrounding Lucky Whitehead and this team, man, I'm telling you what, we always have news about the Cowboys. So, Let's talk about what happened yesterday. It's just unbelievable the 24 hours that Lucky Whitehead had. So yesterday, as the Cowboys were going through their walkthrough, there was a story that TMZ put out that there was a warrant out for Lucky Whitehead's arrest uh, for petty larceny in Virginia, I believe. Uh, The claim was that he stole $40 worth of goods from a gas station, uh, about a month or t- a month and a half ago, and there was a warrant out for his arrest, and he missed a court appearance. The Cowboys PR staff quickly grabbed Lucky Whitehead, escorted him off the field. As he was leaving the field, uh, he proclaimed his innocence, saying he didn't know anything about this. Um, he met with Jason Garrett later on the day before practice started, the first official practice of training camp. And the Cowboys decided to release Lucky Whitehead uh, after these allegations. Jason Garrett in a press conference kind of cited that, you know, there's there was other things that were going on with Lucky. So they decided that this was the last straw. Okay. Well, on Tuesday afternoon today, the Virginia police come out and say that they actually found the it was it was not Lucky Whitehead. They misidentified the person. Uh, Lucky was cleared of all uh, charges. There was nothing that he did. He wasn't even in the area. So for the Cowboys, they tried to take a stance against Lucky Whitehead. They tried to say, "Hey, uh, we don't want any more distractions," and in turn, they've just caused more distractions with this. It's just. Pardon the pun, bad luck uh, for the Cowboys and for Lucky Whitehead. I did talk to somebody about uh, the move of cutting Lucky Whitehead. He said that it kind of bothered some of the younger guys, not because, you know, they were close to Whitehead, but because, you know, this is a, you know, a sport that your roster spot's never safe. Um, It bothered Des Bryant, it bothered Terrence Williams, because those were guys that were very tight with Lucky. Um, but in all reality, Lucky probably wasn't going to make this roster anyways. But the Cowboys took a bad PR hit here. Uh, and that was the whole point was, you know, let, let's make an example of Lucky Whitehead to kind of show, hey, we're not going to tolerate any more distractions now that we're in camp. It's time to get going. And it turns into this media circus of, well, Lucky actually didn't do anything. So why didn't the Cowboys wait it out like they have with Damian Wilson and Ezekiel Elliott, 
and Nolan Carroll and all on and on and on. Uh, Jason Garrett said they talked to, you know, somebody in the investigation and they got their information. They decided to release them. I'll be curious to see, see what Jason Garrett says today after the news came out that he's innocent. It's again, a crazy, crazy day in Oxnard for the Cowboys. Um, they all believe it or not, they actually held the first training camp. I know that's kind of getting swept under the rug, but again, just a crazy 24 hours for Lucky Whitehead and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're not planning on bringing him back. The Cowboys have not officially released um, Lucky because it came after the 4 p.m. Eastern time when they decided to release Whitehead. That is still planning on happening uh, on Tuesday afternoon. The Cowboys just want to move on from this situation. And in Lucky Whitehead's you know, case, this actually might help him down the road because he probably wasn't going to make the roster anyways. Ryan Switzer was drafted to take over his spot. This allows Lucky to maybe catch on to a different team in camp and try to earn a spot. So, deep breath. We'll see what happens with the rest of the Whitehead situation. But let's talk about what we have to talk about in camp. Uh, initially, we were going to bring on Landon McCool from Fanside, or excuse me, uh, Fanrag Sports and uh, Blogging the Boys. We're actually going to bring him on on Wednesday because that's when the Cowboys have their first official padded practice. And it's going to be offense versus defense. We're going to talk to him after he's seen the pads come on. As for yesterday, the Cowboys split up practice, offense and defense, on two separate fields. And they it was more like a walkthrough or a mini camp type of practice than your traditional training camp practice. Uh, if you didn't see it, NFL Network broadcast some of the practice. Um you know, make sure you follow your Dallas Cowboy follows on Twitter. I posted a bunch of videos and GIFs and all that kind of stuff, so make sure you check it out. But let's talk about some of the things that happened in practice yesterday. Now, some of these are my notes. Some of these are from some friends that were out of camp. Some of these are from scouts that were uh, that worked for the team. So the first thing I want to talk about is the quarterback, Dak Prescott. And you can tell right away that, He's in total control. Uh, he's he's been in control all off season. This is an an easy leader, which means you walk. He walks into the room and everybody knows. Hey, this is the guy that's going to lead us to where we want to go. Um, thought his accuracy was okay yesterday. They didn't do too much. Um, it, it, he's just a special person, and I think his first full training camp as a team starter is going to help him develop tremendously. I'm going to be curious to see what he looks like uh, in two to three weeks. But Dak Prescott had a nice offseason and a nice first day. Let's talk about Jalen Smith because that's all anybody wants to talk about. I posted a bunch of videos of him uh, on Monday's walkthrough. There was a couple videos. I think John Machado tweeted out one of Jalen kind of limping in a pass coverage trail. Didn't really have the speed and concerned a lot of people. But when the actual practice started later in the day, I thought Jalen looked like he had a little bit of a burst. That's not something the Cowboys have seen in OTAs. He looked explosive, more explosive. Um, I You can see that he's not there yet. The best way for me to describe how he looks on the field 
is he looks like a guy that's dealing with a nagging injury. And you, you can just tell that he's not 100%, but he is he's trying hard and you know he he's making he's making people believe that there's still a chance he could play early on in the season. I'm curious, I'm not really so worried what he looks like on July 25th. I'm curious as to what he's going to look like in October after the bye. Uh, I, if it were up to me, I would rest him until after the bye. That's about 12 to 13 weeks from now. Just kind of curious to see what he looks like then. I think you're going to get a much different player on week one against the Giants than you will in week 10. Okay. Patience is what I'm going to be preaching about Jalen this whole time. Don't expect him to start. And actually, there's really no reason for him to start. And, you know, the first week against the season, they're going to be playing the Giants who are going to be running a bunch of three receiver sets with Evan Ingram out there. You don't need to have more than one or two linebackers on the field. So why force him into that action if he's not ready? Give him more time to learn the position and get healthier so that if they need him in December or in the playoffs, he's ready to go. Again, this is just a 22-year-old kid that is recovering from a major, major injury. I'm going to practice patience with him. Other than Jalen Smith, there were a couple guys that stood out to me in practice. Uh, one of them was Demarcus Lawrence. I was actually shocked to see Lawrence on the field. Uh, this is a guy that had back surgery this offseason. I thought the Cowboys would be extremely cautious with him, maybe give him the first two or three weeks off of camp and then see what he looks like by the third or fourth preseason game. But he was out there doing everything. Uh, he, he does not look fat. I know that was a question that a lot of people had about him this offseason was what kind of condition is he in? I think he is still recovering from that injury, but it's clear that he's he's going to be ready to play in week one. Big year for Lawrence. This is his fourth year in the NFL. Going into a contract year, I wouldn't be shocked if he leads this team in sacks. I think he's got the talent and ability to do so. But it was really nice to see him out on the practice field. I think the Cowboys are going to be cautious with him as well. Don't expect to see him on back-to-back days or maybe expect to see a limited uh, Lawrence and pads. Maybe they'll rest him on padded practices. But good to see him out there. The other defensive lineman that really stood out was Demontre Moore. thought he had a really nice first day. His length and burst is unreal. Uh, when you're watching him go through the bag drills or run in the arc, it's easy to see why Rob Marinelli loves this guy. Uh, he's still young. I believe he's just 24 years old. Uh, Will, this was Will McClay guy. This is one that Will McClay studied a lot, brought in, and he's exceeded their expectations. I think he's going to compete for snaps. One of the things that we kind of need to start to figure out are who are the five defensive ends that are going to be active on game days for the Cowboys. It could possibly be even four, but we'll say five. You know it's going to be Taco Charlton. You know it's going to be Demarcus Lawrence if he's healthy. You know it's going to be Tyrone Crawford, so that's three. David Irving, after suspension, will probably be one. Demontre Moore is a possible player. Ben Mayowa led the team in sacks last year. And Charles Tapper is uh, a guy that they really like. So... I'm going to be curious to see which uh, four defense ends are really in that starting rotation. It's going to be an interesting camp battle to see how those ends shake out. Another one, Ezekiel Elliott. Didn't see much of Elliott yesterday. He didn't really say anything to reporters. Uh, He's going to be kind of... I'm trying to think about how to word this. 
shaded in training camp. They're not going to get him in front of the media. They're going to try to keep him out of the spotlight. Um, he's going to be just focused on practice, focused on getting better, and that's what exactly Ezekiel Elliott needs right now. As the league is finishing up the investigation, they just need to have him stay out of the headlines for a little bit. One last thing I want to talk about. Jonathan Cooper, Chaz Green, each t- took turns at uh, left guard last week, or not last week, yesterday. Green got the starters with the the ones. I still think he's going to be the one that's going to earn the starting job. But I thought Cooper looked well. I thought he I, I thought he played with some power yesterday. You can tell he's just not the same explosive athlete that we saw at North Carolina. But I'm interested to see if that power and strength translates to practice. When we see him on Wednesday going up against Cedric Thornton and Stephen Paya, will he be able to move those guys off the ball? Interested to see it. Uh, if he can do that, I think I think the Cowboys would love to have Jonathan Cooper win that spot just for the fact that they could keep Chaz Green as a swing tackle and keep you know maybe Looney or Byron Bell as the swing interior lineman. That's going to be a fun one to watch. The other camp battle that we saw a little bit yesterday was in base defense between Anthony Brown and Orlando Skandrick. They each split reps with the ones on the outside. Ultimately, I think the Cowboys are going to want to play Anthony Brown on the outside as he's younger, try to keep Skandrick a little fresher, allow, allow him to play in the slot. We'll see. That's going to be another interesting one. Uh Chidobi Awuzie played on the outside yesterday, did not play any safety. Uh, they used him as a slot corner in second team uh, defense. Going to be real interesting to see how much they put on Chidobi Awuzie's plate this uh, season. I don't think it'll be as much as what they did with Byron in his first year, but don't be surprised. This is a guy that's extremely smart and extremely athletic, and they want to use him all over the field. Short show today. We're going to get back about uh, tomorrow talking about the Cowboys' first padded practice. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. We'll be talking with Landon McCool of FanRag Sports and Blogging the Boys out at camp tomorrow. He'll give us all the run, the big rundown of everything that's happening. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Lucky Whitehead. But make sure you come back to the show tomorrow. Massive show tomorrow. It's going to probably be a little bit longer. Tune in tomorrow. Talking about Cowboys camp. See you then. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.